0: we're like finally calling uber we're getting ready to leave we're
1: like sitting over on the wall by ourselves it's, i mean sh- out of nowhere we're like we weren't talking with him or anything like he <laughs> just comes marching across the room
0: and he goes he comes up to us like hey you guys into psychedelics
1: welcome to the best hour of their day podcast with your host jason fernandez
0: and me jason ackerman with more than 20 years in the business, as both coaches and affiliate owners, our passion is to help create world class affiliates and coaches by building better
1: boxes. boxes. Welcome to the best hour of your day.
0: Welcome back, best hour of their day, Ackerman Burn, special guest, Kevin Houston. Hello. So many of you may be saying, Who's Kevin Houston? I'll tell you who Kevin is. Many of you today. might be
1: saying, why is Ackerman so excited right now? <laughs> so if I will
0: I will Oh, you're gonna introduce Kevin Houston. No,
1: I'm not actually. I'm gonna preempt the listeners. If you <laughs> if you don't want to hear Jay talk about himself for the next hour,
0: just shut this just, off.
1: Just shut this off because that is
0: well. Bel- be before you about. shut this off, if you want to hear someone else talk about how terrible I was, keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a really with catch 22, right? How much do you not like me versus how much do you not like me? It's basically about whose team
1: are you on? Are you on my team or on your, your team? So if you're on my team, keep listening. Cause you'll have all the ammo you would ever want. If you're on Jay's team, keep listening. Cause you'll be very disappointed by the end of this. Cause you'll keep
0: hearing about me. Yeah. More importantly, you're going to hear about this guy. So let me tell you about this guy. And then I'll let, uh, I'll let him do some talking too. Kevin Houston. longtime coach. At Albany CrossFit, also a box owner in his own right, and then um, has gone on to some other really big things in his life. But what we're here to talk about is his time spent at Albany CrossFit under my tutelage, or lack <laughs> tutelage, yeah, <laughs> or lack thereof, right, right, Kevin? There was there was some tutelage going on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's such a that's a loose statement. But what I about.
0: think the big picture of this show is going to be really showing my uh, ineptitude as a box owner. However, you can be a terrible box owner uh, doing a lot of things wrong and still run a successful affiliate. You can. All right. Because you were telling us some stories the other day. And uh, Where do you think would be the best place to begin?
2: I think maybe the best place to start would just be what Albany CrossFit looked like when I saw it for the first time.
0: Ooh, I like that.
2: So when I saw it for the first time, it was an indoor-outdoor facility. It was a to
0: outdoor, I guess. Yeah, even though it was cold in Albany half the year, yes.
2: And your whole facility lived in one racquetball court. Were you
0: there back when we had one, literally one, one court? I took these guys into a racquetball court at Onnit mm-hmm. recently, and it was hard to like envision. Like we had a hundred members in one. Like, for those listening, twenty by forty. like not a spacious 20 by 40 like it's like a
2: <laughs> brick walled well the best news is back then crossfit didn't have all the equipment it has now
1: true so racks yeah, how much
2: how much equipment did you have in there well i know i mean jake could tell you he started with a very small investment there was there were the, these portable little racks some barbells and some christians a, oh yeah equipment
0: company yeah. on ebay yeah and i think they were about 120 bucks each and mm. Every night, right, Kevin, was, like, playing Tetris. Yeah. And we kind of, like, moved them around to different. Remember at one point, we put them under the stairs? I do. <laughs> and mind you, like, this was the best part. I was telling you guys in the racquetball court, it wasn't a normal-sized door.
1: Very small door. Yeah, v- most of them are not, though.
0: Yeah, normal at a racquetball Yeah, court. they're all short. Yeah, because yeah. you don't want the ball to take weird bounces. So I would say the door was, what, like, two by six? If, like, you had to duck to get in, right? Yeah, it was a little door. And so these, these, these racks were one piece and you would have to like, you would smash your shins or hit them into the wall. Like it was impossible to take them in and out, but to go back. So we had maybe like five or six of those, the, the pull-up rig was remember Chad R Mm -hmm. he's the guy that introduced me to CrossFit. He put them in the wall. So this might've been before Kevin got there, the pull-up rig went into the blocks but they're like, what, what kind of like cement blocks, right? So they're not, hollow. Not weight-bearing. Yeah, they're not weight-bearing. Situations, and they're, they're s- hollow. They're cinder blocks. Yeah, they're cinder blocks. So I wasn't realizing at the time they weren't probably, actually you catching. Probably,
1: you probably didn't use the appropriate concrete anchors. Probably. Yeah, we did not. <laughs> did not.
0: Chad, <laughs> Chad did come back. to
1: Use the appropriate
0: anchors. <laughs> Chad did come back and, and help fix them. So we had those.
2: There was just normal plumbing pipe running through it. It wasn't a yeah. pull-up bar. No, we literally went pipe. to
0: Home Depot and bought yeah. the pipe. Yeah, And remember we had the um, one muscle-up station in the corner mm-hmm. that I had some, like, dude, I found him on Craigslist. He welded it together. It's in the video. Like, if you Google the Albany of videos, it was like a standalone, because you couldn't buy a high enough pull-up bar at the time. So we welded one. So this is how inept I was. I had him build this thing. He brings it in, and we're like, this to fit in the door. door. <laughs> so he then takes it back home, cuts it in half, and we had to like be able to pin it together. You have to assemble it on site. You would have been a good part owner, co-owner at Albany Cross. I know. Well, this
1: is not a joke. We we get along just fine now. <laughs> we absolutely would not have gotten along <laughs> again, 15 years ago.
0: So and then the one last thing I would add is like mishmash of like dumbbells, kettlebells that I can find on eBay. And bought, and then we bought um,
2: Slam Balls, which were already leaking somehow in 2007. Slam Balls were always leaking. Always, stuff. like some things never change. Yeah.
0: And and then the the puzzle piece mats from like Costco.
2: Yeah, the, the floor mats that you get when your wife is like, "Hey, I'm going to start working out," but you're not sure she's committed to it yet, <laughs> so you just go buy the 59.99 mats.
0: <laughs> if uh, yeah,
1: yeah, they're like really thin. They're like quarter inch. As soon as you walk on them, they lose all, and greatness.
0: they start spreading apart. I remember one time that dude, you remember Luke? No, he was like one of my original members He's probably gone by the time you got there. He was like, he was like the first guy to show up in like lifters and this, Mm. and he was snatching on the mats and he was just like tearing them apart. I was like, stop (laughs) snatching on these mats. But anyway, you walk
2: in. I think the, I think the best like thing to touch on would be your role in Albany at that time in Albany CrossFit, which was, like you weren't the master trainer. Like you were the best trainer in the whole gym, but was nobody the best
0: trainer in the area.
2: Nobody was a good CrossFit. trainer back then. Yeah. And, but you were the master organizer of, of the circus, right? Like there were so many personalities. There was young and old. There was not fit and less fit. And a few like people who are good at a few workouts, but like you were good at like wrangling the entire circus
1: and Just getting everybody to be happy and keep coming back, not like a back. professional circus, like Wrangling Bros, like your local circus. <laughs>
0: yeah, like the knockoff one that would come into town, and, and you're like, Logan, we're going to the we're circus. Like, and it, she's like, Daddy, at least, that clown at least
1: at least one person in each show gets seriously injured. Yeah, that, that circus. Yeah, <laughs> that was a standard person. Why is class. that
0: clown smoking a cigarette? <laughs> yeah, that, that kind of circus. Yeah.
1: We
2: had members that smoked, they would walk in smoking. Oh, well, you and- know, we
0: were talking about that. The other day with somebody, but yeah, we definitely had smokers. We had, I mean, we'll get into some of the characters, but before we get there, what, what was that impression? Like you said, you walk in indoor, outdoor, do you remember the approximate date?
2: It, I feel like it was 2008 or 2009.
0: Uh, yeah. I would, I'm guessing it had to be eight. Cause I feel like we did have a second space in 2008. So you must've been there right before that.
2: Yeah. It, it did open pretty shortly after I joined. I just remember feeling like CrossFit wasn't a thing then. You know, I know everybody that lives in CrossFit right now thinks it's huge. Now it's still pretty small. It was nothing back then. Nobody had ever heard of it. I stumbled upon the website and was like crossfit.com. And when I found a real CrossFit gym, I didn't know they existed. It was like, you would heard rumors. Like there are gyms where they write the workouts on the board and you come in and they have all the right equipment to do CrossFit. And And the first time I ever saw it, I was like, this felt like home, you know, like this is where I want to get after it. Obviously I came from an uh, athletic background. I was just so excited. Like what was your background? uh wrestled okay yeah. high school somewhere.
0: you're in your high school hall of fame right
2: yep i'm in my yeah. high school's hall of fame hey. for wrestling so am i nice oh, so are I'm you
0: brother. i guess that's how we're gonna you're not <laughs> oh no not wrestling
1: i guess oh, okay yeah i guess it's good that we have a referee here if you can tell
0: can... by his height he was a division one basketball <laughs> yeah people um, do
1: think i wrestle all the time though i'm like no i don't have any desire to get all Sweaty and Russell, other oh, naked. <laughs> oh, the cliche. The cliche. <laughs> um,
0: and, and, you know, and then Kevin was in the military for quite some time. You guys were both in the Navy. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- how did you even hear of CrossFit back then?
2: So as a Navy recruiter and the Air Force recruiter. I wander into his office one day, end of the day. Was, was that Nick? No, totally different guy. Uh, uh, everybody's bored. It's like, hey, what, what are you looking at? He's like, you won't believe this website I just found has videos of workouts that you've never seen before. And so you remember the old archive of all like the toes, the to bars, and there's all in the yeah. like, classic Santa Cruz, uh, the, the H- original days Yeah. Yeah. So all those videos, we watched them for hours. We didn't go home until like 10 o'clock that night. We were like drinking beer, watching these workout videos. Like what is this website and how is it all free? You know, we were sort of like going back the work workout of the day was posted. We're, like, how is all this free? Like, do you want to start doing this? So the next day we showed up to the gym and it was some terrible, like five movement. Uh, just say like your regular gym. Just a regular gym. Right. And we tried to approximate these workouts for about two or three months before I found your gym just off of the main site.
0: Is that how you found Albany? Yeah. So, you know, for reference, Kevin was living in Saratoga, right?
2: I was in Plattsburgh at this time, which is like two hours north of Albany. Oh, you were
0: in Plattsburgh originally? Yeah. And, but by the time you started coming in, you were in Saratoga.
2: I moved. I moved down to Saratoga to be closer to Albany CrossFit.
0: People were moving. To come to my gym. Can you say that about CrossFit, Rife? Yes. No, people are <laughs> yeah. getting people, stationed.
1: Listen, no, people move to work at my gym. So don't. That's yeah, true.
0: But up to Kevin. Yeah. Um, but Saratoga was about forty-five minutes north. I did own my third affiliate, was in Saratoga, CrossFit Soulshine. Shine.
2: What is my third affiliate? I mean, come on. What that was his last one. We just okay. my fourth it's one is last my affiliate? last one. Yeah. My fourth one, my he current a, affiliate, I not, should say. Does he drop humble brags like that on his podcast a lot? Never. Listen,
1: it's actually never. I would never a, do that. It's exhausting for me to, to swat those days. Look how tired um, he is. Yeah. This it's, is it's, this, this is day is four what, with yeah, this me. Is, this is what happens when you have to listen to him talk about himself for forty seconds. Yeah. Well, I
0: was trying to give a geographical Reference of you know you were forty five minutes away and you would come to the gym every day. Mm-hmm. Like nowadays, people take for granted. There's a gym on every corner.
2: There's a CrossFit gym on every
0: corner. Yeah, CrossFit gym. But you would literally get, like, and and let's start to dive in a little more. Like you were coming to the five forty five a.m. class.
2: Yeah, I lived at the five forty five for nine months, um which was really like absolute blessing because I think if I had seen the rest of the gym, I may not have turned into the CrossFit I was because I was getting. Tremendous coaching at 545, but it was a dedicated group of people who, who was coaching that class. It was not Jason. Not Jason. That was one of the,
0: for those that are, I didn't,
1: I didn't, that was not my assumption by okay. the way. Yeah, yeah, This
0: was Brett that was coaching this class. If you read the book best hour of their day, there's a chapter about Brett where we, um, uh, what you need versus what you want. So Brett was the 545 guy. And this Kevin's right. It, it like lived on an Island. It was v-
2: we it never was, saw Jay. Jay never saw us.
0: I, I don't. In all the time I owned Albany CrossFit, never once did I go to the 545. Well, and, so, you know, talk about things I did wrong. That's first one of first of
1: many things yeah, that you're you, Will
0: you keep a list like a ding when this goes up? That's one. First thing. But, uh, but it was a up. big class. So, you know, we've all
2: been in classes that have great energy and are 20 plus. That was every morning right. at 545. It was the most... uh when I came in, they had just started what they were calling a thirty hard challenge, where they were all like hyper focused for thirty and like really getting after it. And it was younger people, older people. I was younger at that time; I was in my mid twenties. So I was getting after it, man. Teach was there. Is this Teach post Navy. Was... What is it? No, is this... you're active duty still, right? I was still active
1: duty. Yeah,
0: um, recruiting you... at
1: that point. Yeah, I was okay. in special warfare. Recruiting. Got it. Got it. Got it.
0: So uh, you know, talk about what some of the characters. Kevin just mentioned this guy, Teach. Who actually still goes to Albany CrossFit? Really? He made the qualifiers. He he's one of my lifetime members. Put that on the list of things not to do, Katie. I don't, I don't know um, if we're what we're is to talk about. Lifetime yeah, don't members. actually edit this part out. Uh, we broke several laws with that one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? Yeah, sorry, teach, You got to pay membership now. Yeah. What? How did? What did it cost? And 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 how did ooh, that work? What was membership? the structure? It's a I think it subject. was. I th- ooh.
0: No. Well, there was many iterations of it.
2: If you know Jason in business, you know that. So there's chalk that up really to not to do dumb, discounts. Dumb, um, dumb luck.
0: We're on three. we We're What are we? Eight minutes in. We're at three mistakes. Um, there was a, you know, we, there were a few iterations, but then the main one was probably like four or 5,000, maybe
2: mm-hmm. I was going to say 4,800. Yeah. Something
0: what? like we tried to fin- find a price range where it's like, if this person comes long enough, they're a good member. Many of them went on to be coaches. So it was like okay, they're still coming in, but there are still quite a few. When I sold the gym, like that was something we had to rectify, like with the purchase yeah. of the gym. So that's why it was a mistake. But there, there are still people coming in that are on their lifetime memberships. And and for reference, with affiliate you, we've worked with a couple boxes that did lifetime memberships. When I said and when they started working with us, I was like, no, no, no. They're no longer lifetime members. You have to figure that out. Yeah. And I help them navigate it.
1: I mean, maybe not immediately, but that has to be, at least has to, that, yeah, that can't hold. Like that's, that's not sustainable.
0: Yeah. And, and not to and- mention,
1: it's illegal in a lot in of in some states. Some states,
0: like you have to be bonded and you have to put some money in escrow, et cetera. We shouldn't mention which state Albany was in. No, no. There's many. There's Albanys, a lot. There's a lot, of there's, a, there's a lot of Albany's.
1: There's there's a lot of Albany's. So I think we're good. Could Albany, in, Africa. It, at least one of them probably <laughs> the does not have Albanese. laws against lifetime memberships. Yeah, but
0: going back to Teach, funny story about Teach. He was just he the nickname Teach. What do you think he did? Uh, P teacher. I
1: was going to say like a race car driver.
0: (laughs) P teacher. And, um, he, I think I want to say he came in like seventh at regionals.
2: Well, he was a tremendous athlete.
0: Yeah. But like just doing CrossFit one day a week on top of his job, he had like two or three kids and like 2009 or 10, he's hanging with Hobart, Austin Maliola. Like he was in the final heat hitting one watt a day. Yeah. One watt a day. And it just goes to show, like, a you can be pretty freaking fit, but also that was
1: before the sport had matured. And I was going to say, and if you were an athlete prior to you came in with a with a significant advantage.
0: But he's still, like I said, I saw on you know one of the social medias, he made it in the qualifier this year for the age division. I mm-hmm. want to say he might be in his fifties now.
2: No, no, no. I, my guess is mid forties, but
0: so maybe the 45s.
2: Cool. So you got the morning class. It was just great, you know, and it was a good group of people um, that was back when we were one year removed from you could just show up to the games and compete. Mm-hmm. So it was the first year that I was there it was the first year there was a qualifier and we sent probably eight or nine people from that morning class to the qualifier. That's how at least dedicated they were. And, you know, some of them ended up close to qualifying. Like you said, teach uh, Kim hands. Oh, yeah. Kim. Another, uh, she was
0: like in Laura her 40s Mirkovic. at the time. Laura in the, is, is in the book. She they came all, in 17th at regionals. Yeah.
2: They all came very close to, to making a splash for years to come. And then a lot of people from that class ended up on our affiliate team, which went to regionals year after year after year.
0: Yeah, Kevin was basically, I would say the captain, if you will, of our regional team. Yeah, There's we, multiple. We had a lot of fun. Yeah.
2: Got after it. Hey, I remember Jay gave me a compliment one time. One time. Ever. He was like, Hey, it's not easy to be make a regionals team year after year. After year. It's very impressive. And I still to this day remember that was the last compliment you gave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the last compliment I've ever given. For the <laughs> I believe that. So, you know, you start coming in. What's kind of the next step? Nine months. I mean, you're just coming oh, in for nine story. months. Uh oh. This is one of my favorite. <laughs> anytime you're about to say it's a great story. I'm going to get nervous. For Unfortunately, main... it has nothing to do with you. So um, you can actually okay, you
2: can go to the bathroom
1: or, if you need to. Or fortunately. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> um, so Murph. I'm sorry, not Murph. Kalsu. So oh, oh, yeah, we program right Kelsu for those who don't know hundred thrusters for time at 135 uh, every minute on the minute, five burpees. So sometimes you can end up in burpee hell, just doing burpees and not clicking off those thrusters at the time. This is a long time ago. An elite time is in the, in the mid teens, but like we were hoping you could finish around 20 to 22. Some people can't finish at all. Scaling was, was optional back then. Some people <laughs> would just go. RX. Unheard of. And uh, as a as a long femured athlete, my thrusters have always been one of my worst movements. <laughs> so we program it. It's five forty five. I'm undoubtedly hungover. I come in and I get to like the 60s in Kalsu. I'm I'm 60 percent done with the workout. but probably nowhere near the end, and I quit. That's I, also one of the only workouts I've ever quit. Really? Yeah. So I leave the class, but there's 20 people in the class. So the coaches notices I finished really fast. I go outside, I'm hot, it's probably 40 degrees out, I'm cooling off and steaming, I immediately am upset at myself for quitting, so I'm like, I'll go for a run. So I go for a, a mile run, cool off, come back, and he's like, the coach, Brett, goes, hey man, you crushed that workout, <laughs> like 13 something, and I was like, yeah, man, I quit at like 68, and he's like, why'd you quit, you should probably go in there and finish, because that was the mentality of CrossFit back then, Oh like, yeah, go finish. And I was like, I'm good, dude. I think I quit CrossFit. <laughs> and I walked out. Yeah, when I when
1: I said I quit, I didn't mean the workout. I, I meant all of this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. No, I legitimately quit. So I didn't show up to class the next two days. And he emails me. And he's like, hey, dude, you've paid for your level one. And it's this weekend. I know that you like hate CrossFit now. But you should probably <laughs> go ahead and go to your level one. And I had already organized to like become a coach. Like the Monday after my level one, I was coaching two classes. Oh, day. yeah. There
0: was no like. So no I, internship right? No internship. Down yeah. it was not even no internship it was like you're hired you no, have your level one no screening you're process hired.
2: so i showed up to my level one back in the day do you remember
0: where it was oh I young Kate, hey young it katie's was, doing uh,
2: work over here by the way She's katie's
0: like, not stopped writing down this there's, 30, there's, there's 34 gym. cities or towns CrossFit, in the world named uh, watertown
2: crossfit watertown yeah um and they had this beautiful quote up that greg glassman if you go to any affiliate and are we allowed to mention greg yeah, kinda if we go, subject. <laughs> that if he could go to any you know affiliate in the world, he would go to CrossFit Watertown mm-hmm. at some point. He said it was the best CrossFit gym in the world. Uh, Chuck Carswell was the the flow master. Austin Maliola was getting his level one next to me. Well, oh, you took
0: it with Austin. That's, that's right. the day
2: uh, I met Austin and, and started the courtship. Um, all the OGs, like Gilson was there, um, Pat the, the Manimal Barber was there. <laughs> so it was like the OG crew and just hated it. Like, Fran, you know, day one Fran. I was like, no. So this is this the three-day or the two-day course? Two-day. Two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I was like, no, thanks. I'm not doing Fran. And Pat Barber's like, you're doing Fran. And I was like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and, like, so the all the heats end, and he calls me out and is like, this guy didn't do Fran. I do Fran <laughs> solo, like, in front
0: of everybody. This is, you know, showing the lack of organization at the box. and The same could be said at the, like, at the seminar level, it wasn't as organized there. Either. It was
1: very loose to say the yeah, least. Yeah, like that's not so day.
0: it wasn't like hey, you gotta, you know, who won, he too. It was like who's up next? <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah.
2: I do remember Austin definitely threw down like a 212 Fran at, at yeah. his uh um L one. But yeah, so that's the only reason I didn't quit CrossFit forever was because I'd already paid for my L one. Calsu almost made me quit CrossFit. I came back. And Jason didn't want to give me a coaching position. He's like, there's no classes. We don't need coaches. And I was like, make up a class. I'm coaching for free. Like, just make a class up. And so that's what he did. Which, the,
0: what was it, the 7 a.m.?
2: It was the 7 and the 8 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so my first class, I had three people that were just like, great members they were like, let's show up to the new class and support the gym. And they just showed up. Abmat sit ups were in the first class that I coached. You remember that?
0: And I said, well, was it? It was a, a lollipop moment for me. I was like, remember that Ted talk? Of course. I is. remember you sending me that. There's a great Ted talk that Kevin used to share the lollipop moment. So if you guys are listening, go see. give it's, it a bing. Yeah, it's, it's a big, <laughs> it's a big dude kind of talking about lollipop moments. Yeah. I love that. TED talk.
2: Um, I didn't know how to do anything. I was like, I'm not a good coach. I'm going to teach the ad mat setup for five minutes. <laughs> like CrossFit's about teaching, teaching virtuosity and movement. Were they teaching that in the level one of that? They were they? teaching it in the level one. So I knew how to teach it. In class and the preacher
0: oh yeah well bruce yep we had a we had a priest basically he wasn't a priest was he um no but he was like yeah the preacher we called them. i think we had and teach who and was preach the, who was the the female priest abby she married us okay, she so, married me and roz
2: so abby and bruce and uh, they were
0: all 545ers like kevin said They're
2: jason just- murphy showed up to my first class
0: Murph came Murph is the guy that lost like, you know, 200 plus pounds
2: and they pulled me aside after the class and they're like, no one's explained the ad mat sit up to us ever. Like you're a tremendous coach. Thank you. And I was like, I guess I'm good at this coaching thing.
1: <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's how I got it. That's how I got back into CrossFit. Cause okay. I would have quit after like, I've
1: arrived. I'm a- I've arrived. I'm here.
0: Cal soup was a standard for it. like we, all of us were failing at it mm-hmm. and then we would do it repeatedly. And then eventually completed RX. Um yeah, that's I
1: I might quit that right now to be very candid
0: with you. Well now it would be damn near impossible. But uh yeah it's a it's one it's a great one. It's it's a great one to hit on at a hotel with like dumbbells. Um but uh it's anyway. So what what was the kind of the next iteration? You I from my recollection you were doing that and then you retired or left the military Mm -hmm. and you were like I'm I'm gonna leave.
2: Well, I had at that point, I was spending as much time as possible at the gym. I was probably spending eight to 10 hours a day there, even yeah. though I wasn't earning a dime from Jason. Go ahead and write that down. Yeah, didn't <laughs> Not pay your coaches. coaches. Um, it's already written yeah, yeah. down. But, <laughs> you assumed it, But yeah, you made an offer to me to come on full time. And I think the big thing is, is what, does a, what knew... does a free offer look and sound like? No, no, this
0: is I was going to start paying
2: him. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the part where the IRS will get mad at me because he was like, hey, here's the deal. Like you can keep all your money for personal training and uh, I'll pay you under the table. And, you know, it's like all this stuff. And it was like, I mean, basically you're a criminal. It was like, we can make this happen. Yeah. I mean, it was. But
0: that was the one thing I did do early on was all the trainers were allowed to keep 100% of their personal training.
1: Write that down. Is that a mistake? Yes.
0: But it, it was a mistake. Now. But back then it was like, I can't pay you a lot, but that was a great deal. Yeah. And Kevin, like he said, was you were... I ran with it. Yeah. I mean, I remember that older I woman you were training. What it. was her name? Maureen Buckley. Maureen. So you you had... I mean, at one point you had like four or five clients a day.
2: I didn't save any of that money. <laughs> All of that money got spent. Kevin is a spender. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a spender. Um, but you
0: were... I mean, you were charging... The one... that Something Kevin was always good at is like just knowing your value. You were... I mean, you were charging 75 bucks an hour back then. So I tell a story a lot.
2: Yeah. I started at 80 bucks an hour. And the first time I asked it was to Sasha. Right. It was the first time I asked someone to pay me per hour for my, my time. And I was so nervous. My heart rate went up and I'm not an anxious guy. I'm not a nervous guy. I've been nervous 15 times in my life ever. This was one of those times. And he was like, sounds great. And I was like, oh, it's that easy. <laughs> and I use it now, like my, my profession now is sales. I use it now talking to young salespeople. Like you will get used to asking for money and it's okay if the value you're providing is fair. It's not about like, let me swindle you. It's here's what I'm worth. Here's my rate. And they can either take it or not. Right. right. Um, I even, I brought on people, I brought on a nudist. You remember
0: that? Oh, at their house, I right? trained a
2: nudist in my own home. And I just, I did they train that. nude? They trained in the nude, and I set the price for what made sense to me to, about to bring a nude guy into my house three days a week, and he paid me a lot of money. I was like, okay, cool, but like set the price. How did you
0: get that nudist?
2: He called the gym, and you said no, and I was is like, is that
0: true? I don't like these. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. and I I'm said, shocked can I train that him?
1: you would say no. I, I figured that would be, that doesn't me. Like be, to one, be fair. Yeah, I figured you'd be like, oh, absolutely. he
0: may have wanted to train at the gym. I don't know. He, he wanted to train at the gym. Okay, yeah. that makes a little bit. I mean,
1: and he thought that would be okay. Well, he was just asking, he was asking, is it possible? Is this something we could work work on? And let me ask you this when a (laughs) new, yeah, clearly when a when a nudist wants to train, he trained him at your house. Yeah. Did he show up nude? So he, he was a businessman
2: and obviously won't use any names because I don't know if he wants people to know this, but he was a businessman. He was in finance. He had a bit of money, probably upper middle class. He would show up in a nice car, nice suit come into the room. I was living with a girl at the time. She, he would say hello. She was usually cooking breakfast at that point. We'd come into the, the gym part of the house, shut the door. He would strip down. We'd have our you know morning. How are you? How's it been? How's everything? And then we get after it.
0: Did you get naked?
2: No. Uh, and the <laughs> thing, he did ask me more than more than once, less than five times. Like you should consider like doing a session where you do it. And I was like, oh, I'm good. Dude. Did you ever
0: feel like he was trying to come on to you or did you was he just comfortable naked?
2: So to give people a perspective, if if you're not watching, he's a looking, very
0: Kevin's a very good looking. human You're being. listening to this. Well, I wasn't going there. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm much larger than Jay. This well, man, you're larger than Fern, yeah yeah. Too. Well yeah, and in, in your
1: defense, everybody's much larger than Jay. So <laughs> this man
2: that I was training was about Jay size. So I never felt like he was gonna like force anything uh, on me, right? But I did feel. But again, this wasn't abnormal at that time. That he like wanted more, and I was like, okay, like. I'm never going to go there. He's allowed to like, like if I were hiring a female trainer and she happened to be hot, I would see that as a plus, but like, I'm not going to try anything. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. it kind of felt like that situation. Gotcha.
0: But yeah. He, so you did it. But anyway, off topic, you had the nudist. I totally, yeah. I remember cause I never met him and I remember you would come in and talk about him and you know,
2: yeah. I trained him three days a week for probably two years. <laughs> and he, Dear God, that's you, so much naked he, training. He lost
0: a lot of weight. How he much got was really he paying? strong. Him?
2: He's paying me 200 bucks for a 45 minute session.
0: This is what, 2010, 11, 12?
2: Yeah. That's
1: yeah. three times a week. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, if you're listening to this, you, thousands I, I think of lo- dollars. The moral of the story is find, find a some nudist clients. <laughs> yeah. Find some nudist. Nude, back then is like
1: a nude finance guy and train Bitcoin the shit right out of that guy.
2: Yeah. If I had just invested all of his training into Bitcoin. Bitcoin we
0: would not be yeah. having... You'd be on an island with yeah. a bunch of nudists right now. <laughs> um, so, and then what were some other things going on at that time?
2: Hmm. So, I mean, obviously, we were all competing at that time, trying to get after it. You know, that was kind of...
0: And that's probably about when Austin came.
2: That's, that's in and around the time that Austin was there. Um, that was definitely one of the most fun times in my life, training with Austin every day. We
0: would all... That was one of my favorite times in box ownership. So... Mm-hmm. After the noon class, whoever coached it, rarely me, um, from about one to three thirty would kind of be like a daily bro sesh. Yeah. It was you, it was me, it was Caleb, mm-hmm. Austin. Usually that was it, but, but we had some people out Like them. I remember like times like Kevin, uh Josh, remember Josh Clem? Yeah. He like basically the young guys that didn't have either typical jobs like yeah. bartenders or um some some females too. I mean. Uh, Teresa would show up Mm -hmm. because she had a sales job that she can be there, but it was just a a fun time. Maybe some of the future coaches, like like Dean and um, yeah, but it was it was really the Murph would be there, but kind of on the yeah, we'd pick on Murph a little too much. It was the
2: four of us most days, and it was tremendous because Austin changed my mentality. He's such a mental giant, and I don't want to give a shout out to Austin because I actually don't love him. I love him, but I don't love him.
0: It's a brotherly relationship yeah, there. Yeah,
2: but shout out to Maren. She's amazing. So uh, he changed my mindset forever about what's possible, and not just in workouts, but like in life. But he taught it to me in workouts, and he would come in and say, like, hey, you should PR every day. And I'm like, cool, that's a great cliche, but it's not real. <laughs> and then he would help me. All under- right, Ted Lasso. Yeah, and he would help me understand <laughs> what that meant. Like, you actually should PR every day. And if your programming is varied enough and you're not front squatting every week for a one rep max, then you should PR every day. As long as your stuff's varied, you were doing whatever that CrossFit workout is that day at the highest level you've ever done it. That makes sense. And man, I was in tremendous shape when I was training with Austin and you guys at that point, it was by far the best CrossFit shape I've ever been in. I
0: mean, for reference for the listeners, you beat Austin Maliolo and it wasn't every day, but it wasn't unheard of either.
2: Yeah. I don't want to over speak that. Like I didn't, win very often but there were once there's a some month videos
0: i remember the fight yeah. on bad video once you a were month rebounding I, would, those. I would
2: take them out but i was i was i had my niche where i could hang with the very very best yeah but if you put any squats in the workout i was immediately in last place
0: that, yeah that's when i would do well um <laughs> yeah i remember the year speaking you... of which we had squats in our workout this week yes we we did. Did. i worked out with jason i don't for the like first to brag time. come on enough what, what what happened
2: what are you bragging about
0: oh nothing the three strange emotion (laughs) (laughs) thank you kevin thank you um
1: you have a permanent spot on the show whenever you want to come i
0: remember the one year we went to regionals and it was like team amanda Mm. and it was like to show you like how regionals has changed probably about 50 percent of the teams the female couldn't do a muscle up yeah
2: we were in the top um the final heat. So the top group is yeah. on day two of three. We could like
0: almost make the games.
2: And um at that point, top 3 were making the games. I think we're in fifth place and we were coming into Amanda and um, Kia, who I love. Like, now she owns
0: actually a box called uh kindred strength. I think they bought Dean's yep. box. Yeah.
2: So Kia was awesome. And we had practiced this workout. It was team Amanda. So we do some, some snatches with the squats. We do some muscle ups and we just interlace the guys and the girls, but each did. Amanda on their own. So, holy cow! We we do these snatches. We get to the muscle ups. We start doing muscle ups, and the rings were set at the men's gymnastics Olympic width at
0: the regionals
2: at the regionals, like,
0: which is I believe six and a half inches.
1: Well, I, I thought it was based on the size of the athlete. Yeah, no, it's no, no, a cubit. no, no. This is now it I mean, is. This was back in the
0: day. Back in the day, it was a standard. Yeah, it was typically
1: rings. like knuckle to elbow. Yeah, which cubit is yeah.
0: what. You, yeah, but but. That's what it should be. But back then.
2: Back then, they just said, what is it in the Olympics? And that was back when Ben was was a big part of, Ben Bergeon was a big part of running it and actually overheard the equipment people come up to him and said, what should we set the width at? And he's like, I don't know. And he's like, wait, just Google what the men's gymnastics rings (laughs) are. Set them there. And that was like a good thought. He was thinking on his feet. The problem is those straps are extremely long. We're Uh talking about men. We're talking about freak athletes. But also you know, when you get to the games, the, the, rigs back then weren't super tall. So the straps being relatively short, usually is a good thing. But When you have that super wide set, Kia couldn't do any. So not if,
0: to mention this is after snatching. This is day three of competition. Yeah. So, uh, we actually sat there
2: and, you know, I knocked out my nine or whatever muscle ups. And then I lifted her up to the rings 14 times <laughs> yeah. to attempt.
0: Uh, it was frustrating.
2: Yeah. So, but that's, I mean, she's a tremendous athlete that just happened to be a, a bad day. We had done that workout in practice and she had hit it many, many times.
0: You were a big part of the competition scene that we were throwing down, too.
2: We used to hope, oh, well, let's talk about this for other affiliates. We used to host a CrossFit competition every quarter, yeah. We for, had the for three years,
0: yeah. But I mean, other than regionals, which was originally an hour parking lot, the tri state throwdown, we had, I believe, like March, man, and not to mention,
2: and the Halloween,
0: the Halloween, yeah, the Halloween fall, something would fall face off,
2: fall face off. But we'd have people traveling from eight, nine States to our gym every quarter for three years. Oh,
0: some people that are still hanging around yeah. too. Like, you know, high level. I mean, we talked the other day, like Ben Kelly was there. Jason Layton was mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, Tanya Wagner competed at our event before she won the games. Heather Bergeron did as well. Um, yeah. The Yeah, I still hear from Lauren and Dave, um, quite a, quite a, I mean, We saw David Asorio at the New Jersey summit recently, and he showed up at the 2008 throwdown. And, you know,
2: can we talk about Dave for a second? He's been a hipster for so long.
0: He was (laughs) a hipster before hipster
1: was a thing. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I want to
0: hear a funny, I don't think we've talked about this one on the podcast. He's (laughs) the guy I've ever met. Can we
1: talk? I I mean, why not? I don't, I mean, so do you think he would be okay with it?
0: (laughs) Yeah, he wouldn't care. Um, So we finish up the New Jersey summit, which is like a gathering of the affiliates. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Fern put a great it reminded us like a summit ended place clears out and it's just the owners kind of hanging out. Yeah. Like that was always a great time for us. Fern still has it in his box. So it's Fern, myself, Dave, the owners of uh, Gorilla Fitness. Mm-hmm. Greg, you remember Greg? I do. He was there and his, and his partner, I think his name was Joe.
1: Uh, I believe it is Joe. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we're like finally calling Uber. We're getting ready to leave. And
1: Asorio comes. We're like sitting over on the wall by ourselves. It's, two of I us mean, sh- out of nowhere. We're like, we weren't talking with him or anything. Like he just comes marching across the room.
0: And he goes, he comes up to us, like, hey, you guys into psychedelics?
1: <laughs> but it wasn't like it wasn't even a whisper. He was a minimum <laughs> of 25 to 30 feet away. He's like, Hey, are you guys into psychedelics? And I was like, Like,
0: but as the, the funny part was like like he was like, hey, you guys want a you know a protein bar? Like it was like yeah, that, like that, like it was like that.
1: it was it was not discreet. It was not anything. It was like, hey, you guys into psychedelics? And I was like, right
0: now, <laughs> like at this very moment. And it just and then he just went into a lesson on different psychedelics. Yeah, I was like, no psychedelics were had. Yeah. for the record. Yeah, that's true. But wasn't that always a fun time at the end of like a yeah. competition, like? We would always be the last ones there it's like two in the morning Usually or a party
2: I would crack my first beer before announcing the final event of a competition yeah that was kind of a trademark is like I was always the guy announcing the events I had a lot to do with the programming of them and I would I would kind of like get everybody together and we had these epic finals we had a final one time we should talk
0: about I, I was just about to say we we would just watch the Rogue Invitational, yeah, and it was similar to that. You you, you tell it, you, you probably remember better. So it was than definitely
2: a trademark. If you look at any of those videos, I was always drinking a beer while announcing the last event, um, which is is not a uh, homage to Castro being a mess at the last event of something, <laughs> but that's just how we did it. So we had an event that was called the Eliminator, yeah. and we took the top ten into it, and we had ten mini wads, and each wad would end in the. 10th person, the last pace person being dropped from that. And you would just sort of like work your way up and it was it a winner take all. Demolished
0: the, I do you remember who won? Uh I do. Uh, so let's Dan we, that's who yeah. I was gonna say was the, the male. he
1: was an animal back then. And dude. who was dude?
0: It was like I mean, like the workout started quickly, like three rope climbs for time. Right. But but by like the end, it was like Fran and then it was like <laughs> oh like they were legit like
2: they were well we had the cargo net so at one point oh we yeah had, we had a full cargo net we had like in the gym cargo nets and deadlifts for time like you know it was it was because as we were
0: getting this the the group smaller we can expand the movements
2: yeah the, at one point it was like 10 muscle ups and so, you know yeah uh
0: semen was hanging tough too
2: semen's a beast i don't remember what female so do you remember sure, the, the, sure i don't online. remember her name we don't need to say it if we do but there was a female who was a games level competitor, whose coach pulled them out mid-event. So it was like we were like, okay, the fifth workout of the final, and he was like, no, no we're done. That's it. Really? And he, and he pulled his. I don't remember that. Girl. She yeah. was, she was definitely uh, at the end of a long weekend in a in a bad place, and he probably made the right choice. But we we did not think it was the right choice for him to pull her out at that time.
0: <laughs> I'm sure he went on yeah. to coach
2: uh, Grid League and win a couple championships. So All I'll right, just leave so that. He's. He's leave that dude. In there.
0: Okay. Um
1: Where, was there prize money here? There actually, was that, that was a,
0: yeah, there was. I remember writing the checks at the end. How much? Maybe maybe like 250 or something. No,
1: no, no. It was it was
2: definitely four figures. Was it? Yeah, it was definitely four figures. How do you not remember
0: this, dude? Dude, I don't remember, I remember
2: that's how we that's so much. That's how we justified the eliminator. We we're like, hey, they gotta earn their money. It's also how we got people oh, yeah. to show up.
0: I remember we got some up. big names like. Like Dan for and like you mentioned, I don't even know who you're talking about, but we did have like big names there uh, yeah. competing. Um, Yeah, I don't honestly from like 2007 to 14 when I own my it's a blur. It's just a complete blur to me. It was it was a wild oh, time. Were you doing but psychedelics? I was not. I mean, I did not really drink. I mean, we were drinking a bit of tequila maybe, but I wasn't like heavily drinking, and I certainly wasn't doing drugs. It's just it was just go. It was like nonstop, and like. Traveling for seminars, like I was on staff towards the end of that, yeah. taking seminars as often as I could. Um, plus, let's talk
2: about the size of the gym. I mean, we would we had 700 plus members. At, the, at its peak. We were churning 20 to 30 new members every two weeks into our on-ramp.
0: And Kevin was a big part of the big change into the one month on-ramp. That was we had, pretty much we your baby.
2: So many people joining that we could afford to do a one month on-ramp and a full class dedicated to it. And the class would cap out at 25 and it would get full. And we had to start running two of those a
0: month. So we, the, around that time we had the second affiliate and we would do like one would start the first Monday and then one would start like the third Monday or whatever. How far apart were they? We would run them every month, but they would. So basically the, two the, the furthest other two, affiliates, oh, the two affiliates, yeah. affiliates, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. Yeah, okay. So
1: yeah. it wasn't a, it wasn't a long shot for somebody to have to like, be able to bounce back for that first forth. month, right?
0: Yeah. But then they would potentially. I mean, Albany Crosser was the one mostly growing, so it looked more like they'd have to go to Clifton Park for the their on ramp, and then join. I think we were calling a boot camp at the time. Yeah, we called it nine different things. Elements. Yeah, but uh, foundations. I mean, that was like people would graduate that and basically have their L one.
2: Oh yeah, we we taught that intense, and I would I would teach that class and. Holy cow. I mean, you were going to 15 CrossFit classes in a month and I had six or seven good coaches helping me with those. Oh, classes. that's where the,
0: So when we finally did have our coaches intern, it was mandatory that they did at least one of those with Kevin.
2: Yeah. Right. And so I'd have, you know, six or seven real coaches and then three or four interns. So we were like two to one, three to one on like a coach to athlete ratio. And we just kind of made it mandatory. Like, Hey, if you want to get if you want to get slots on the schedule, like you got to put time in on this foundations, and like I remember Alex, it was at like
0: seven thirty at night. It wasn't um, like an ideal time.
2: What's Alex's last name? Cadmus. Alex Cadmus, one of the most married, beautiful squats ever. He married Allie.
0: Yeah. Meach. Mm-hmm. They and have like a, they have at least one kid now.
2: They have two now. They're, they're in well, one or of the, she's on the way.
0: Yeah, yeah. She, I think she's, they're in. Uh, I want to say one of the Carolinas.
2: But one of the wild things about Albany CrossFit is so big is that we could literally have enough coaches to be like, who are the true perfect movers and put those people in front of the new people. Same way L one was doing back then. Like you had to be a perfect mover and still today to be able to demonstrate oh, that stuff.
0: I proved that wrong. Most Saturdays yeah. during the squats lecture.
2: Let me see if I could do a butt wing. <laughs> My favorite thing about awesome Balio on Instagram is him at seminars being like, let me see if I could do this move wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Austin has the same five <laughs> jokes that he tells right. at every seminar. Um, how many marriages do you think came from Albany CrossFit?
2: At least a dozen. How many yeah. have divorces?
0: Oh, at least a dozen. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of one. Can you? Divorces. Divorces. I'm sure I can think of it. I, guess, I know there's a lot of breakups. Maybe they weren't divorces. I but... got divorced right before showing up. Yeah, I, did, I, I never met your first. Or I think I met her once, but I didn't. You know met her you once very well, yeah,
2: at the Stephen Memorial Watch. Yeah, yeah, that but was, that was uh, later on. Yeah.
0: One of our coaches' husbands passed away. I put this video up. We play the song soul shine to it. That was like kind of one. of We had had quite a few traditions. I would say Steven was one. We had a great Memorial Day Murph every year. Memorial Day Murph started at Albany CrossFit. Yeah. I mean, Dr. Josh started it. Um, Dr. Josh was part of the um, Murph story. Mm -hmm. Like he was one of the paratroopers that went in. Awesome dude. Like there are a handful of members. That I remember their first day they came in, and Doctor Josh was one of them. Probably because he's about my size, mm. but a great dude. He started Murph. Um, we would do Fran every New Year's uh, Day, yeah, and and just tons of other events, all the competitions you mentioned. When- we know what, another one you did that was great. Um, remember CrossFit for Hope?
2: I was I was exactly where I was going. Yeah. The first year that CrossFit dropped Fight Gone Bad and brought in CrossFit for
1: Hope. Do you remember that? We, yeah so tell everybody what the, so that was when they switched off of that and they're like well we still want to do this fundraiser let's just give the money to st jude
0: yeah st jude yeah. children's hospital
1: and jason was at uh the regionals in ohio with
2: me murph oh yeah we remember
0: we took the road trip to- <laughs>
2: we run into gg and gg's <laughs> all excited about st jude fundraiser and jason says we're going to win it our affiliates going to put everything called we my can. shot hold on. Don't get too braggadocious. <laughs> we're going to put everything we can towards it. And then looks to me and he's like, we got to win. Can you make that happen? You're the head coach. So make that the, work. No, I swear to you. Cause you heard a story last night that we're not sharing here. I swear to you. I was like, look, he looked at me. He's like, you're the head of fundraising. <laughs> I was like,
1: new title. Put that like, down as one of the good things. I like, yeah. think delegation. We threw, yeah. Somehow we I managed. Making gonna, up you them. know what, though? I'm going to do you a making solid. Up business titles I'm, in the round. I'm going to circle this back to you being a nice guy. All right. So hold on. I want to go back to the to the to that inflow. If if you... Wait, I want to go
0: to the nice guy thing.
1: We want people to, to see you as a nice guy. If you were to go back to that right now and you had that same influx of people, Coming into the gym. So we're
0: going back a couple minutes. Okay. Right.
1: Would you, what would you change about that? Where
0: are you going? You got to say the nice guy story. Are you go to the bathroom. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. All
1: right. Yeah. All right. It's fine. It's yeah. You're on the spot, bro. <laughs> what would you change about it? <laughs> That's a lot of people. Yeah. We were. So like how many people a month were coming in?
0: I would say Kevin's probably right. We were getting like 20. Well, here's the bigger issue. It was our retention
1: right right, right. Like that's we separate, separate we were topic right but my, but my point is what, what would you change about that because i think the most i've ever done in one month is 33
0: this was month over month every month we were like it was not like oh are we going to fill a bond ramp it's like we're going to fill a bond ramp what are we going to do um i i would i would go to what you and i coach now okay i would i would i think
1: i've done 33 with that format
0: with the current our current format correct yeah, I think I would it would be an opportunity. Look, cuz those people were paying quite a bit of money to be in the onboarding cuz it was a month. Right. So wars well, is
1: not a month, but
0: no no, but I'm saying back then.
1: Right. What were Ken, we charging what were we charging for that?
0: Well, I I don't remember. Okay. So exactly what we were charging. Right. So 150 definitely. for the month plus then they would roll into their membership which right. I think was about 180. So it's maybe okay. even a little less to do the on the Called boot camp, which was the three times a week. I probably would have said, "Hey, it's one fifty. You get three sessions with one of our coaches," and I would have let them keep it at the time. Like nowadays, I know like the gym would have made more, so I probably would have tried to charge more than one fifty. Like, "Hey, it's two twenty five. It's three one on one sessions with Kevin. He keeps one fifty of it. The gym keeps some, and then you you join you know the gym because while I mean the one thing I will say about that boot camp period." I still see so many of those, like the people that are still doing CrossFit in the Albany area, whether it's at Albany CrossFit or another box, many of them were that boot camp period. And I think one, you're getting just such complete buy-in from those people and they understand CrossFit. Like I look back, like think about Karen and, and uh, Chad, right. They own affiliate a box honor, now. Yeah. Um, Very successful. Affiliate. Two, they own two affiliates. Um, I see Tristan for some reason in that all mm-hmm. the time. Remember like uh, Nick Germano just got engaged. Yeah. And, and he's still doing. I That's think he's, another
2: cross, Albany CrossFit wedding. Both of those people. Oh yeah. From, Paige.
0: Is that who he married?
2: No. So, Paige is different. Brittany. 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 Um, she was a Clifton Park member. Yeah.
0: And, but he's still, he's moved around a ton and he always finds a CrossFit Adam. Um, Porto. Mm-hmm. Um, like all those people that are still longtime CrossFitters did that boot camp. So I think there is value there. But I think, I, but this
1: boot camp is your onboarding process. Yeah, when I say point. boot camp,
0: it was a, it was three times a week for four weeks. For four weeks, and you know, to be clear, what we were saying earlier is we had two affiliates, so we staggered when they started. So, so and then could they go back
1: and forth during that time frame? No,
0: because they were at. We let them make up some here and there, but they were like day one here was really like day seven at the other right. one. And then I do want to say, at one point, we even had a morning one going. Mm-hmm. So we had a, we had a. Early one too for those people. So we had like three running at the same
2: time. Right. But let's talk about the business side of it from a, a financial point of view. What was happening is that we weren't watching the numbers close enough and the tenures close enough because we were bringing on so many new members. We didn't realize that we were losing a lot of old members. Yeah, right. that's
0: what I was saying when you were gone. Like, yeah, our retention was was terrible. Like our churn was so high,
2: extremely high, and. You know, I think we all know better to to know that now. But one of the big problems of all of those people coming in, and I mentioned, I had six real coaches with me. Is we weren't putting enough real coaches in the other class. We were yeah, putting we so much on the new so much value in this tremendous thing because it kind of reminded us all of our level one. We know, enjoyed
0: coaching it. that too, and and for the coaches, it was how they developed. Yeah, like I, rem- it was kind of like level ones. Like for you would literally watch one. Yeah, and then you would demo at one or help out at one and then by the end it was like okay you're giving the lecture like cuz every i don't remember exactly but i think it was like warm up couple movements workout lecture mm-hmm. and the lectures were like literally the what is crossfit lecture what is fitness nutrition
2: still to this day i mean i haven't i haven't coached crossfit or been in crossfit forever all of those lectures are still like just ingrained in my mind like i can get up and give the what is intensity like now you right. know like but two other people important to point out michelle sano came through that
0: Yeah, she's ended up being
2: a tremendous athlete
0: region. She went to regionals. Yeah.
2: And Caleb's wife, Lexi, came through that as well. Yeah. That's Caleb was
0: my former partner for Clifton Park. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So all I mean, there's probably plenty that we can name other ones seen. I know went through it. Renee went through it. Uh, Quite a few people that I just see on social media. Yeah. But you were saying I was a nice guy. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't remember this. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. either. Actually, oh, either. fundraising,
2: fundraising. So, I mean, we did a tremendous amount of fundraising and this is probably an important thing to shout out to any affiliate owner. You, if you're fundraising and you're pulling money from your members that go to a fundraiser, you're not pulling out of the same pocket that they're paying you with. So you really should use your power as an affiliate owner to leverage the need of your members to have a, a greater calling in one way or another towards a local fundraiser would be great. Um, the hundred dollars they give you a year towards whatever fundraising you're doing. They don't hold that against you. The, in fact, they give I think you to an
0: extent, I think we we're asking too much at some time. Yeah. But let's not talk about that. Like, yes, we, I think you can go too far.
1: I, I don't think that's the point that he, that Kevin's making like the yes. Frequency matters. Yes. But he's talking about the just people just have a general problem with asking for other. Well,
0: and causes. and that was, I don't want to toot my own horn here for real, but i learned that from coach glassman like mm. coach glassman was always giving back mm-hmm. and to me that was part of the crossfit culture i was mm. like as soon as we're successful we need to give back and part of that looked like i was discounting people yeah and part of it looked like if somebody really wanted a coach and become a full-time coach i did my best to make it happen yeah. and then part of it was um charity yeah
2: and if you're if you're a box owner now and you don't have a charity find one yeah and it really should be local
0: best and hour it... charity
1: <laughs> i mean we teach that now
0: yeah no but i'm saying you can donate to the best hour charity
1: yeah no but this is like, uh, all 529c a... no yeah
0: who's at a college yeah. fund, that's
1: think? a college fund yeah but nice try madison's college you're fund. thinking 501c3 is what I think referring
2: <laughs> but to, in but... that in that year we did win the fundraising challenge for the affiliates we raised more money than any other affiliate in the world for crossfit for hope Yo, they sent
0: they sent me to st jude's yeah
2: and uh they gave us a luxury <laughs> box with St. Jude's. They think you were there for
1: treatment. <laughs> no,
0: no. They sent me to like visit with what I remember. It was, also, like Cariana was there. Also no St. Jude, St. Jude children's hospital. You're right. Um, it was awesome going there. And I'll tell you what, by going there, it made me want to do it again, which we did. You did, yeah. yeah. But what, I don't think you said about the, the how nice it's, the
2: other nice thing. Well, so when we won, uh, the award was that you got a luxury box at the CrossFit Games.
1: Oh
0: yeah, and
2: that was the year of my thirtieth birthday, and so Jason was already working as a judge at the CrossFit Games. I was doing the equipment still. Okay, thank yeah, you. and so he gave me, "Hey, dude, that's your box. Like you led the fundraising." And so, for my thirtieth birthday, I flew out. My dad, a bunch of friends flew in. I had some friends in Cali. Like, I literally. I did my... that. I honestly have no recollection of that either. Uh, I genuinely had my thirtieth birthday at the CrossFit Games. Sounds like what me, year though. is this? I can, I can, I can believe it. So I can tell you because I know how old I am. That would have been 2012. Yeah, yeah.
0: that's about so right. That was
2: at StubHub. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it was yeah, still, okay. it was still. Yeah, and it was a blast. It was amazing. Is that the first year or the second year? Was there?
0: No, StubHub first year was 2010. Seven, eight, nine was the ranch. And then ten because I only remember that because Austin was at our at the games.
1: Yeah, but ten. Yeah, you're right. So ten, but it wasn't like very well attended.
0: Oh, that was the year they did the sandbag and they actually went through the stands. Right. Yeah. So yeah. to show you that it was pretty empty. Yeah. Do you guys remember who won that event? The sandbag one. Yeah. I remember quite a few people dumped their wheelbarrow. I don't yes. remember who won. Tommy Hackenbrook.
2: Ninth place in 2010.
1: Tommy Hackenbrook constantly working, constantly moving. Tommy broke the record by
0: 40 seconds. Oh, that makes yeah. You're right. Yeah, you're That's right. right. That's where he cut his teeth on. I remember he would always win those type of work. Yeah, he would always
2: win the guys that are like that were yeah, He big won guys. the rowing, uh, driving the stake into the ground event yep. years before that. Yeah, and then he went on to win the Stone Cold Steve Austin Ranch Challenge. I don't know if you guys watched that on the country. Oh, he, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won that and was like the champion of the
1: season. Yeah, yeah. Which is like yeah, yeah he won the whole thing
0: stuff like that. Yeah, that there's like, there was like
1: weird, like wrestling and all sorts of obstacle courses. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they, they won the um, affiliate, affiliate cup. cup. They did. So, you know, going back to the charity, I, 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 <laughs> this is a funny story that I think only you will remember. Remember we drove to um, Ohio. We road tripped it. Like they, they were like, Jay, we're flying to you to Ohio. Cause I was part of the regional team. And I was like, no, put my money towards a rental car. And it was like you, me, Caleb, and Murph. Mm-hmm. We road trip there, and who was flying you CrossFit? Because I was in charge of the regionals. Oh, got it. So they would put every year back then. They would be like, "We want you to go to a regionals before yours." Right. But I was like, "No, we're going to rent a car and we drove from New York to Ohio." Mm-hmm. We had a good time. Then remember, we stopped at that wing place on the way home. Well, and- it's at Quaker
2: Steak and Lube. Quaker- it's a very famous place. <laughs> Anybody who's ever road tripped Middle America knows it. So,
0: so our guy Murph. We were like, Murph, you got to eat the hot, the hottest wings on this menu. Mm-hmm. And they're not like kind of hot. They're like uh, the hot slap wings challenge. Hot. Yeah, slapped, slap yeah. your mama hot. So he's, he does him.
1: I just want to say this is when bullying was still allowed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like anything like you can't cancel me now for bullying 10 years ago.
1: Oh, I don't think you know how canceling works.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so Murph does it and he's just pounding water pounding water so we get going and what like th- uh, there's an important
2: caveat every Jay was so ahead of the game when it came to video blocking
0: oh yeah this is every on-
2: single piece of what he's describing was on YouTube at one point we were shooting all of this
0: live for content back then so we're driving like 30 minutes in and all of a sudden Murph's like I gotta pee and we were like no <laughs> <you're not pee."> <laughs> sorry <laughs> loud but the so I,
2: I eventually I was driving. I eventually pull off at a tollway and I talked to the sweet toll. Lady. We
0: talked to the toll lady for like 10 minutes yeah,
2: just to make Murph wait longer. We end up getting to this little town. We park and this large man who has to pee runs through the parking lot. This little guy, a.k.a. Jason Ackerman with a video camera giggling like a little goblin follows him in <laughs> me and Caleb, Caleb and I casually walk into this bar about 40 seconds after them and we say did you see two guys run in here <laughs> one with a camera he goes big guy little guy I go yeah he goes I think they made it to the women's room <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: so we peeked the women's door open there's nobody in this whole bar we're the only four people in there Other it's like a
0: Sunday there. yeah maybe a Monday at this point point. Yeah. and
2: uh yeah there's there's Jason getting footage
0: the, we, we we my goal was like you said the other day to put up new content I was trying to be like CrossFit yeah every day and and in my defense like this is there was a period of time where crossFit was putting up fun funny videos mm-hmm. like remember the videos with Savon, mm-hmm. like going against girls yeah and like crossFit was like that that culture and that vibe and I'm another story we did drunk friend yeah and we had a member I don't want to say his name come in like angry and he was like, this is my dojo mm. you remember who this was yep And he was like, how dare you do drink inside the walls of this place and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't think you get CrossFit. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, it's fun. Like, it's not, you know, and he wound up staying and and, and, but it was it was an important like it was a little eye opener to me. Like, all right, maybe we're taking this partying thing too far, Mm. but we were just having a good time. Well, so after I left
2: Albany CrossFit, I opened my own gym in the suburbs of Chicago and we would throw parties occasionally. And I would always go into those parties with the nostalgia of the parties we used to have. And just knowing that it would never get to that level, but part of me wishing it would. Uh, and then my final, my going away party after i like sold my piece of that, we had a, we had a proper Albany CrossFit ripper in, in your honor.
0: <laughs> well, and, and that was a mistake we made too. Like, and I, I wrote about in the book, like we were trying to do parties every month.
2: Every month. That was a mandate.
0: Yeah. It was like every month we had a party. But you're not just saying like,
2: show up to the gym, BYOB. Themed parties, decorated parties. That was another
0: one of your responsibilities. Yeah,
2: it was. sure was. I did <laughs> but, a lot. But go, well, but I, I want to do a big thank you, though. Well, I'll take it. What is it? Now that I work in corporate America, there's nothing I can't handle. My job is extremely easy. That was
0: my. Look, that yeah. was my goal.
2: I worked normal Preparing hours. you. And I feel like I have so much free time. It's it's (laughs) really amazing. I
0: want to talk about two parties that you were a big part of. The talent show is one of them. Wow! I remember, and this was going back to saying the St. Jude fundraiser. Yeah. The, The part of the reason we raised so much money was Kevin. We did a talent show. We did a silent auction. Mm-hmm. We did just a straight up auction. We did a bachelor auction. We did a bachelor auction. I remember this is how bad I was. Mistakes, Katie. I, I came into the gym and I hadn't been there. I don't know if I wasn't there all day, but at least since the morning. And it was like it didn't look like a gym. Like it looked like a, a it looked event. like a club. Yeah, it was an event. Like the boxes were a stage. We, we had two spaces at the time. Like there were like ribbons and all like string lights table set up like music yeah it was pretty cool yeah so the talent show was awesome i was just
1: talking to somebody about this yesterday or at least this weekend when they were talking about how they do their who was it anyway but they said they 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 were doing their holiday parties and stuff like that off site. And they're like, now we do them in the gym. I'm like, you should do them at the gym and you should deck the place out. You should well, have, you like, do a good lighting, job of that currently lighting and all that stuff. But I, look, it has a cool vibe though. Like it's, it's, it allows the, the, the members and the community to see the gym and a through a different lens.
0: I, I, I agree with that. But I also, mm. I loved the other one I was going to say was our, like our prom. Mm. We had a, right. like a gala every year.
2: Right. And you know where we got that from? Um, we got that from the plumes. Were they doing that? They uh, do that Shoreline first. CrossFit, yeah. in so Connecticut. Give, give them a shout out. Yeah, and if you haven't had Dave on this, Dave's an absolute. We should get Dave and Lauren awesome. on. They can talk
0: OG stuff.
2: Yeah, awesome people. I'll reach out to them. Absolutely love those guys. Uh, they started doing that first, and we saw it on Facebook. And was that where it and, was? Uh, it was like, wow, that looks amazing because they all get to get dressed up and like, how fun is it to see all your people of CrossFit right. in formal wear? Right, Yeah, I mean that was like you
1: don't recognize people.
0: Well, and yeah. and I, we have a lot of our affiliate U clients do that. Um, but I we I give them the same kind of advice that we had. It was like you go to a like a Holiday Inn was basically what we were at. You rent their room. People can get hotel rooms if they want to drink. But we had a, a full full on DJ. Like don't throw your phone on there. Like you want a DJ. You want um, we had Stan yep. the photographer. Like set up the photo a, booth.
1: Yeah, get a photo booth.
0: A photo booth. I think the the way we saved a little bit of money. And correct me if I'm wrong. You do like an hour open bar, and then it turns into beer and wine. Yeah, it so, so it doesn't become outrageous because the members are paying for this. Yeah, I think you should charge. Yeah, for something no, it's like, like that. 50 bucks a head, maybe 75. These Minimum days. should be 25. Yeah, but Minimum. then what we did that was my favorite part is the award ceremony. It was like the Dundies, right? Right. But it was like, I, I think the ones we used to do were rookie of the year, member of the year, spirit of the gym. And then I think we wound up going to a Hall of Fame. Yeah, there's a Hall of Fame. So, and that was like, you had to be there for X amount of time. Do
2: you want to hear a terrible story about Jason Ackerman? Please. No, no.
0: So I leave. Did you say what I said? That was nice.
2: <laughs> so I leave Albany CrossFit and open my own affiliate. Oh,
0: no. I know what you're going to say.
2: Jason and I are, are <laughs> not on best terms. Like, I left on on not great terms. And, you know, some time had passed, some distance was between us. And he's like, hey, man, you should definitely come back to this year's award banquet. We would love to see you. So I come back and I'm like, oh, like, Jason's going to induct me to the Albany CrossFit Hall of Fame. Like, I I can I'm happy he finally realizes that I deserve this, and so I'm literally sitting there with a drink. I'm absolutely smashed, actually. And uh but the like, "There's only to- one, there's only one inductee to the Hall of Fame, and I can't think of anyone who deserves this more." Laura Mirkovic, come on up. And I was like, <laughs> I've just started drinking so much at that point.
0: Why am I here? I, yeah. Uh, for the record, I you did tell me this in after, but I didn't know that. I wasn't trying to trick you into coming to the Hall <laughs> of Fame, but if that, I, I think I, I was, believe you. I was only there for two and then I sold it. Yeah. I do exactly. think if I would have been there for a third or fourth, you would have gone inducted. I'll, I'll call Shot. I, you know what? I just want to, I want to take this opportunity right now, cameras. <laughs> I'd like to induct <laughs> Kevin. It's a CrossFit. It. It's a Best Hour CrossFit. You're the first <laughs>
1: inductee <laughs> to Best Hour CrossFit. Right.
0: right. Post, well, not post you, Mizley. You're still alive. But, uh, The gym might not be,
2: it's a great lesson. You know, obviously by any, never assume, don't assume. Yeah. Don't assume by any definition, I deserved to be in that, but (laughs) deserves a terrible word. So like, don't use deserve, don't think deserve, don't assume like just, yeah, just live.
0: I do think that was before I became a little more abundance, like any, I felt like any coach that left was dead to me. Oh yeah. Like, and you didn't even leave to like open a gym down the road. You were like literally in Illinois. Well, on purpose, yeah, and <laughs> to get away from me. And and let's be
2: honest, I could have opened a gym across the street and done some damage, but didn't didn't want to, didn't want to do it that way, um, didn't want to turnkey, you know, member base because that felt dirty. Um, but let's can we talk about that from an affiliate perspective? How to yeah. cheer for your coaches who need to move on? How to enable your coaches who need to move on?
1: Well, I think it's scary, but I think you know that's part of being you know, in air quotes, a grown up, but I think, so I think there's being adult. And then I think there's, it's like training, right? Like you can be an adult with zero with a, with a training age of zero. I think you can be an adult with an entrepreneurial age of zero, mm. which means you're basically a toddler. You don't know how to make decisions. You don't know how to deal with conflict. You don't know how to make, you don't know how to, how to like plan for things or do anything that would resemble a strategic, you know, outline for what you want to do. Um, and I think recognizing that But looking at it through the lens of an athlete and be like, hey, how long have I been doing this? I'm like doing it three years. I'm like, you're in first grade of entrepreneurship and getting to that point, I think is when you get to like high school, college as an entrepreneur, when you become okay with that, because realistically, if you've brought somebody to the point where they're moving on to bigger and better things, well, then you can do it again. Mm. And, and there will be takers for those spots, but I don't think anybody goes through. I don't think anybody skips that portion where you don't want people to leave and you feel slighted and you have animosity towards them. I think everybody goes through that.
0: Yeah, We talked about that a lot with John, with John. And, yeah. on it.
1: but he admitted that, that he was like, that was his biggest regret that he said all those, those people who went on to really great things, the, those relationships were broken.
0: You know, and you know, it's funny as you're saying that there's, there's this like silly expression. If you're, Happy and you know it. Thank your ex. Have you heard that expression? I have not. It's like, as Kevin's saying this, I'm thinking to myself, Fern, you get the best me. Like, this is, is because of Kevin. this the best Kevin. you? Yeah, this is it. You got, because of the mistakes I made with Kevin and all my other coaches, you have, I mean... The best partner. He's possible. not saying a
2: good Jay. He's saying the best, J. the best. Right. J. Yeah. The best so in training age, You have, a, age you're like you have the grade.
0: partner you're so proud of. And, you know, you, uh, you tell me how much you love me. That type of stuff. Are we talking about Katie? <laughs> 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 but I do think, you know, but all jokes aside, I learned from these mistakes. I mean, partly like I think Kevin was probably angry with me. I was angry with Kevin un for no reason, you know, and, and I think we've become friendlier over the years because of like, we both. How long kidnapped- was that
2: tension for? Well, uh, that's what I was about to say. There was real time. There was five plus
0: years between. We never didn't talk though. Well, I mean, we also were also, no, but you we were, you mean you were in Illinois. I think I was in Florida. Yeah. Um, like life was going on. Yeah. I never felt like I didn't, wasn't talking. Like I would, I would assume if I had to look back, we probably text sporadically, but then I think there came a point in both of our lives where we were like that person helped me level up. And I don't remember specifically when that was, but I know I saw you in Chicago that time. And I remember when I saw you in Chicago, I think I was there doing a nutrition seminar. Yeah, I remember, um, I think I don't know if I was talking to Caleb or not, but I remember telling somebody, I was like, man, Kevin, I really like Kevin now. And I, you know, and then, and I think part of it is like, we weren't working together. Yeah. Cause I, I'll tell you a mistake that I made Katie, if you want to write it down. Um, I, in my head, I wanted people to give me better ideas, but really I w- wanted yes, men. And I think most of the time I butted heads with Kevin. It was because he simply wasn't being like great idea, Jay. Yeah. Like, that's dumb. yeah. He'd be like, <laughs> no, or here's a better idea or let's not do this. And um, and all you had the, a
2: lot of people who were willing to tell you, yes,
0: yes, it was. T- and And that's why we had events every month or, you know, Other plenty of other mistakes,
2: but I think the other thing is the reason we're close now and we're fairly close is because I don't care about your
0: feelings. Like I, you you message you are the one of the only people that like message me regularly about my social media, and I'm an influencer. Yeah, so it's not easy. You have a lot of followers. (laughs) Um,
1: No, but you'll be like, this is dumb. I sent him a thing this morning. It was somebody made a meme. Is like referring to yourself as an influencer is like saying that you're handsome.
0: (laughs) No, but Kevin will routinely like. And and some I listened to some like I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, you were like this iPad thing is lazy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't care. You should check out uh coach downloads. They're they're, <laughs> they're definitely not and, and he was right about it, but I was like, I'm not trying to like do anything, like I'm just putting out things. But point is you are willing to tell me that.
2: Yeah, and it's well, you're at a place now where you're willing to accept it. Like I was always willing to tell you, right? But like that's why we disagreed for so long. But now, like you, I called you the other day to tell you you did something well, and you're like, "That's useless. Don't tell me things I <laughs> do well. Like, give me more <laughs> negative feedback, right? Because you've yeah. grown enough now that you appreciate negative feedback."
0: It was like we had an interview with Mike the other day, and at, at CrossFit Yakarhu. Oh yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. what he was saying. He's like, "Feedback's only useful if you implement it." Right. It's like yeah. coaching.
2: This This reminded me of something that I, I don't know how it's not on my list of things to talk about because I have nothing on my list to talk about. Is it
0: positive? if we have a, it is positive, I feel like this is um, a bit of a downer episode. Is it really? <laughs> no. Most of them are more fun. <laughs> no, so there's usually more nice things said about these. I want, and I, <laughs> like
2: I said, it just popped in my head that I should share this. When I left CrossFit, I went after Calsu. No, the second time, <laughs> the nineteenth time I left CrossFit. When I when I sold my gym, when I stopped working out CrossFit style for years and years and years, uh, my mentality had to change. And I think there's probably a lot of CrossFit box owners. Who are going through what I was going through right before I sold, which is like a feeling of burnout, the feeling of like, where do I go next feeling of like, I'm a great damn coach in this small town making changes in lives, but I feel like I want more. The other thing, those are all like, I think healthy things to think. The other thing I was feeling, and I didn't realize it until I left the gym world was a tremendous amount of hubris. When you're a CrossFit gym, you have successful humans walking in your door every day, doctors, lawyers, uh, Teachers, amazing people who do amazing things in the world, and they do everything you say, exactly how you say to do it, exactly when you say to do it. And for me, after years of doing that at, at what I would very confidently say at an extremely high level, I felt like I was in charge of everything. and it was affecting my friendships outside of CrossFit. It was affecting my relationships, It was affecting my family interactions, because the rest of the world, if I wasn't talking about fitness, didn't think that I knew the answer to everything. But in my head, I didn't know why. And I had to get some separation from that and really gain a lot of humility. Like, let's, let's all just keep in mind, like you're great at the things you're great at and you're not great at things you're not great at. And just because someone sucks at fitness doesn't mean that they're not great at six other things that they contribute to the world. And and we should just be a little more humble as, as fitness practitioners and remind ourselves that like, even though this is the best hour of their day, this is the only hour of the day where you are the expert. The rest right. of the day, they're the expert, and they're out there doing incredible stuff.
1: Well, that's so. why they show up because they—they're not there to be the expert. They're there to take a break, mm-hmm. and they're there to be told what to do so they can turn their brain off so that they can relax a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I would—you guys would probably agree—but like all of the people that I that are that are either like mentors of mine or that I look up to, if you if you dig into their personal life, they're always doing something new. They're always in student mode, even though they are quite literally a world-class expert in their thing but they're outside of that full student mode yeah and i think everybody should kind of adopt that mentality that's what i'm always trying to like do like get into shooting or jujitsu or stuff like that because I, I, i don't want to be the expert all the time like i want to learn i want to go back into student mode because i think that will continue to help me evolve as a teacher because i'm gonna learn something through somebody who's teaching me something about firearms that i'm like oh that's a that's an interesting way to teach that and i will figure out how to flip that over and say well how can i use that to help teach something in fitness or for business or whatever it is um but it's good to get humbled i think like Mm -hmm. to go in other places and 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 feel quite literally stupid you're like i don't i have no idea how to do this like what's up
0: what do they say when you stop learning you die
1: i don't know if they say that but i've
0: heard that something along the yeah but then also, I think one more thing to add to all that is the smartest people we all know are probably the people that are willing to say, I don't know. True. Too many people just think they know everything. And that was me back then. So I feel like you guys have been beating me down pretty good on this episode. Let's talk me up a little bit. Let's talk about some of the, the things I learned. And that was probably the biggest thing. Like, it's OK not to know everything. And, uh, you know, you need to have a little bit of humility and humbleness i think when you're so like you said earlier like i was a kindergartner in entrepreneurship i mean we talked about like what with ben earlier what is the expression like when luck meets opportunity Opportunity, like it was somewhat lucky an opportune time many boxes failed for the Mm -hmm. record at that time in that area like crossfit Saratoga, you had the right, right? like had not the mine. right vibe
1: for what crossfit was at the time right and, and, and if, people gravitated to that
0: and i think if we didn't make it that like fun party scene it wouldn't have and that was the demographic we were attracting it was the right gym for the right time
1: yeah that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah. it was um, it was underground and underground is a little wild
0: yeah it was yeah, very right. we talk about hipster like you said for the record it still exists it's still open that is true that is very but i was saying like there were plenty of boxes that time that didn't make it, that didn't make it since then, you're yeah. right, it still exists, it's still open, and some pretty awesome, like you said, a dozen marriages, regional trips, a handful of games trips these days. Probably uh,
2: seven to 15 affiliates came out of it,
0: yeah. I would, yeah, I would say on that higher end, like, really? yeah, first sh- nowadays, because they're still sp- sprouting up. I mean, we were at uh, the New Jersey Summit, we saw Albany CrossFit, mm-hmm. CrossFit Beyond. Um, you know, who was one of our box owners that changed hands. So it's, it's cool. Like it's fun for me to still look on social media and see some of the old school people still doing it, Viv and Kia and even Caleb again. And, and some of the other, you know, OGs. I think another thing that
2: a lot of young affiliate owners and by young, I don't mean age, but experience and affiliate owning should understand is consistency wins. Uh, You know, you were consistent uh in that you know you show up every day albany crossfit was there was there for the better part of a decade before you sold it it wasn't the albany crossfit it was at the end at the beginning and if you have a gym that you're trying to compete with across the street or a group of people you're trying to get you're trying to get into the neighborhood or the community or become a part of like a bigger part of it like it takes time but be patient like it's going to take five years it's going to take 10 years like it takes time to build these things up
0: what you know I like the idea of, like, we were unapologetically who we were. Mm -hmm. So Kevin mentioned Sasha, who to this day is, I think, someone we both consider a mentor.
2: I I call him before every important decision I ever made. After you call me or before? I do not call you for those decisions. (laughs) He texts me. He texts me. I might call Fern now. (laughs) Yeah, He seems like a steady hand.
0: No, but Sasha, I remember this was like a breaking point, not a breaking point, but a point where I was like, huh. He was like, Jay, people love you despite you. Mm. And I was like, do I want that? Like, do I want people, would I rather be feared or loved, Katie? (laughs) False. He (laughs) would just rather people do
1: what he says when he says it. No, but
0: I was like, huh, that was like, you know, and I think also my maturity, like I was dating someone at the beginning, went through breakups, dated other people. And like, by the end, I was like, I want to be in a mature relationship. Like, I think your box kind of takes on where you are a little bit in your life as well. No question. And, you know, I graduated college and, there's a, like from 2000 to 2007, I was just grinding. Yeah. I, I'm Training people, uh, you, you know, unhappy in that world. And when I found CrossFit and this is why I get so defensive of CrossFit because I was like, it allowed me that opportunity to do what I love again. And, you know, at that time it was like, I got to be alive again for those seven, eight years. I mean, that's why you say like, I don't, I don't remember. Cause I was doing drugs. Like I didn't literally did zero drugs during Albany CrossFit, but you're just
1: well, for lack of better terms, you're just surviving. Like you're just getting was, through every day without,
0: yeah, I mean, the, you know, Kevin and we've been joking this whole time. Like I was delegating to him, which I was, but I was still up till two in the morning uploading photos back in the day to like type And so the other, it,
2: the other th- the reason that you delegated to me and, and others so much was cause you were exhausted. By the time you reach the third year of affiliate ownership with little help, you had help, but with little help, man, are you tired? And like, I think we've all been there as Mm -hmm. affiliate owners when you finally get help, and you're like, "Dude, please take stuff off my plate." And
0: and a lot of that was self-imposed. Like we talked the other day, we don't talk about it on here. Like some of the drama that went on. Like that was my being a kindergarten entrepreneur, where I should have been like, "You two, cut the shit out." Yeah, or one of you is gone. You know, and I think, you know, not knowing how to handle that or knowing how to have those sit downs, which, again, a lot of that we all look, like one thing we didn't talk about is, you know, talk about affiliate ownership. Remember, we would bring Sasha in yeah. every I don't remember if it was weekly or monthly to do like leadership lessons with us. I still implement Sasha's leadership lessons today. Yeah, me too. Like how many times, Katie, have you heard me talk about the whole message model like that Sasha or the freeze game or, you know, simple, complex, simple. Yeah, I use that a lot. Yeah. And um, I call it far side simple, but yeah. <laughs> but the, you know, the point is like, that was a big, I think that was big for all of us. Yeah. And even, you know, the old,
2: the old adage "What's the best way to lead someone like the way they're ready to follow. And like that, Sasha laid a groundwork for us. That was tremendous in terms of leadership. We all use it now. Had we somehow managed to stay, you know, keep the band together, it would have worked there. We all went on to do great things by ourselves.
0: That's you know. a my only regret in Albany CrossFit is that we couldn't figure out a way to keep like the four or five main coaches together to continue to evolve together, but still have the box.
2: There's a, there's a cycle. If you look at what the earth and moon do around the sun, every like 197 days, JL, JL send me a text. Let's open a box together. <laughs> it's like every 197 days I get a message. But John. I mean,
0: you, me, Caleb, I throw Murph in there. Yeah. Like if the four of us could like, the other coaches are great. They can come and go, but like if we would have managed and that, and I blame myself for that, like the other thing I would have done is like, you know, going back to a lot that we teach at affiliate you, like maybe, you know, less part-time people, like it's really not much different than what Fern has at Rife. Yeah. Like you have two or three like pipe hitting full-time coaches, which these guys could have been, which allows you to be the gym mayor. Like I just,
1: I yeah, but again, it's like you you can't do that. You don't get to skip go unless you have somebody sitting in your back pocket telling you that. Yeah. You have to learn that all the hard way and like coach. fall on your face and think that you can do with part timers the whole time and have it fall apart over and over and over and be like, fuck, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to sort this out. But, you know, I, I do feel very fortunate now, but that took 11 years.
0: Well, and if I had Fern or present day Ackerman as a coach back in 2011 or 12, one of us would have been like, you know, you need to make less right now and pay Kevin enough that he doesn't want to go to Illinois and maybe get rid of these people that aren't really adding more. And your $50 here and $50 here adds up. And if you can get that to Kevin and change the onboarding and maybe a few less parties where you, cause part of it too, was I was burning you out. Oh yeah. You know, so it's like, okay, less parties, more, you know, focus on your talent show and your uh, prom and you know do these things. And yeah. I mean, I didn't
1: start to make I didn't start to make those strides forward until I got a coach, somebody who who was who could see what I couldn't see at that point, who like because I was just incapable of pulling my head out of the sand or get out of the weeds. Well, by the way, he's yeah.
0: part of the best hour team.
1: Right. Marcus. Marcus was my first legitimate yeah, coach. Marcus. Yeah. yeah. And he and, was and he was my coach for a long time. He still
0: and, is this, I mean, for both yeah, of us. Yeah, for, for sure. Like, in a lot of ways. Not just on the team. In different here. ways now. But I mean, I call but, Marcus and I'm sure you do yeah. for. Standard advice. Yeah. Like, how do I deal with Fern today? He's being a little grumpy. Yeah. And there's a, there's like, and
1: he's like, it's, it's you, (laughs) Jay.
0: Damn it, Marcus. (laughs) Give me the answer I want.
2: There's an overarching lesson there, right? Because for me, it's like when you read a book, if you're a smart person and you're reading a book, you want that person to be way smarter than you on that topic. And, and that's a tough ask when you're reading a lot of books because there's not that many smart people out there pumping books out every year. What you really need out of a book is their perspective on that topic so that their 15 years of knowledge you can consume in five hours, ready, go. If you have a coaching mentor, it doesn't mean that like Jason's smarter than you. That that may not be the case at all. It means he's walked this path that you're on right? and he's eight steps ahead so he can lay out the landscape and show you what it is. And sometimes we just have to be a little humble and say like, yeah, I'm, I'm a really smart guy and I'm doing really well with this. But if I can gain some perspective from this other guy, I'm going to be even better.
1: Yeah, you can't, you cannot. There's no other way to gain experience other than getting it from somebody else who's going to give it to you. Either you have to do it or you have to somebody else who's going to give you their experience and and be able to apply context to your situation. Mm. And that's the only way. Like there's there's only two routes to do that. I either got to figure it out and fall on my face enough times or I get to skip some of it by having somebody else come in and help guide me essentially through that through that stuff.
0: Yeah. And I think when I get frustrated with other affiliate owners these days, it's because like you said, we are pretty much expert. Like I claim I'm not really good at many things except coaching and affiliate ownership. So when people don't listen, it's like you, you always are easy, you know good about it. Like, cool. Don't listen to me, but we know what we're talking about. They're not
1: ready. And yeah. that, so as, as you do it more, you understand, like, I can, I can try to hammer this into somebody's head or I can figure out another way to, to figure out how they will be receptive to the information. It's just, and this is the same thing that we teach when we talk about in the level two setting, which is, Hey, feedback's important, but the most important thing about feedback is that it's received. That is the only thing that matters when, when you're giving feedback is like, does it stick? And if that means you have to change your tactic or if you do something, that's not necessarily like your style then that's what you need to do. And that's what great coaches do. If you think if you look at sports or whatever, and they're like Phil Jackson, you know, like, how does he manage, you know, David, Ro- uh, not David Robinson, um,
2: Dennis, Rodman. Dennis
1: Rodman and Jordan and Scottie Pippen and like super, very type a in very different ways. Well, he didn't treat them all the same because yeah, he let
0: Rodman skip practice. Right.
1: And he's yeah. And didn't, and didn't punish him for that, you know? And he's just like, listen, he's like, I'm, I need this dude to do to do something. And we'll and we'll address that later.
0: And now that you mentioned that, that was probably a mistake. I was trying to manage everybody the same way.
1: Mm.
0: Not like realizing Kevin needs this. Caleb needs that. Murph needs that.
2: Um, well, plus, I'm a super weird guy like that probably hasn't come across very much on this podcast. Jason well, can has. tell you, like, <laughs> the <listeners are> aware. <laughs> I'm a super weird. Like, I just approach things differently. and It's not on purpose. It's just kind of how I am. And so, like, coming, I feel felt-
0: contrarian.
2: I'm very, yeah, very much so. And in fact, like, you know, I want to disagree with you on that. Um, you know, and so, and you and Caleb were very close, right? So when I came into the, uh, full-time club, I came into two guys that were like brothers, right? Like some ways father, son, some ways (laughs) brothers, but like you guys were so close and you guys agreed on everything. And so I just, I took the position of the person who disagrees and it was like, you know, that's, that's who I was, was the person who disagreed with the other two and uh, had to pound
1: my chest. Cause I was going one against two for a lot of that time. But this is something I've learned in that exact scenario. You actually need that and want that. Yeah. And, but being old enough or mature enough or having learned your lesson the hard ways to recognize that person and understand as painful as that opinion might be, it's necessary to have a dissenting voice in the room the worst thing is groupthink. I was like, oh, this is a great idea. And we like, is it a great idea? Like, I f- I see a couple of potholes here that we might run into, and you're like, shut up, Bob. And they're like, no, we should actually consider those. You know? Oh
0: yeah, And I wasn't ready for that. In fact, when Caleb and I finally had a falling out, it was because he disagreed with me.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, it was over something insignificant. Uh, but now, like to show you, like now, like we we need that and. That's something we bring to the table often with best hour, like in our daily. I, I
1: also think a lot, it's a lot of the reason that you and I get together like, like and I, I wasn't jo- or get get along. And I wasn't joking earlier when I said five to seven years ago, this would not have worked. Oh, no. Like not even close. I would have I would have probably murdered you.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have gotten along with you either. Because I would have been like, why does this dude disagree with me?
1: That's my point. Yeah. But we're, we've both gotten to the point where we're like, I, I get where he's coming from. I know he's coming from a good place and his perspective does have value. And I should consider where he's coming from because the true answer is probably a combination of what both of us are thinking.
0: Yeah. And we challenge each other. I mean, to the point that we even want like Katie to Katie calls us out on shit. Right. Katie.
1: She's like, I'm afraid. How do I answer this?
0: <laughs> but um, we want that from everybody on the team.
2: Yeah. If you want someone on your team and you deem them as as a valuable member of your team, then you have to take their opinion. Right. It's just it's just part of it. And it's just trusting in, in that you brought the right person on. And now their opinion has to be a part of what's, what it is moving forward.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Any any other stories you'd want to share? Anything we didn't touch on? Um, you know, so from an affiliate ownership standpoint,
2: I think there's one important thing. You did things the Jason Ackerman way. And when I opened my gym, I specifically did things the opposite of the Jason Ackerman way to a detriment. And so to anyone who's out there that has something that, you know, they don't like the way a certain thing is happening, they're going to go do it their way. I would just say, if you're a part of something that's successful, don't change everything when you go do it your way. Steal what works, take what works and change the things that you're passionate about. But keep most of it The way that the successful business was doing it because it's a big mistake i made almost in spite of you like to spite you i just did everything different and kept classes super small and i overpaid my coaches and i did a bunch of stuff that was just terrible ideas uh and it ended up not being the best business model at the end of the day i had to revert back to the to the to the norm
0: the jason ackerman way
1: thanks for checking out this episode of the best hour of their day podcast we appreciate you listening and choosing to have us help you and your passion for coaching and affiliate ownership. You can find more episodes just like this on all podcast platforms. If you're interested in learning more, you can reach out to us on any social media platforms, or you can visit www.besthouroftheirday.com to book a call. If you found this episode helpful for you, please share it so that we can help other coaches and affiliate owners to help build a bigger and stronger CrossFit community. Thanks for listening.